What's up, everybody? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. On this episode of Uncommon Grounds, host Chris Rausch interviews Annika Gustafson, a public relations graduate student. Annika discusses her professional experience working with Coded PR and Klarna, as well as what her graduate years providing her that her undergraduate did not. And as a diehard New York Rangers fan, Chris tests Annika's knowledge with some trivia, and they discuss the origins of her fandom. My name is Mike Bachman, and I'm the producer of the show. I'm also a graduate student in Quinnipiac School of Communications. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. On Common Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, dean of the School of Communications. Hope you enjoyed, and thanks for listening. Welcome to Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. My name is Dean Chris Rausch. Joining us today is Annika Gustafson. Annika is a graduate of our PR program, and she's currently in her plus one year getting her master's degree. Annika, thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So Annika, the thing that I have always heard about you is that you are into singing. Tell me about that. Yes. So you have heard that correctly. I have been a singer pretty much my entire life. I mean, if you consider performing for small family gatherings and things, a true singing career in my youth, I guess that kind of counts. But um, yeah, I've always enjoyed singing. I've always found it to be some sort of stress relief, whether it's during a crazy work week or just having a bunch of other stuff going on in my personal life. That's always just kind of been an escape that's kind of helped me come back to the things that I love the most. And I actually was fortunate enough to be a member of the Quinnipiac Legends acapella group my freshman year at Quinnipiac. And while I couldn't fit it into my schedule for the rest of my years here because a lot of other groups and things in the academic schedule just kind of took over, I, I cherished that year so much because I got to work with such an equal-minded group of students that all had the same ambitions with music, all kind of wanted to learn how to work together and create such a beautiful sound together. And um, that's also kind of helped jump into my singing career and be another part of who I am. Favorite song to sing of all time? Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know if this is all time, but this is definitely right now. It's been my go-to for the last couple of years. Um, I'm kind of a, a low-key big Broadway kid. I have always loved going to theater productions, whether it be just minor school productions or the big things on Broadway. Um, there's a song from Waitress that Sarah Bareilles sings called She Used to Be Mine. And that has become such a such a fun song for me to sing because it helps me kind of work on my range and showcase um, all the different notes I can hit. It's also kind of fun. <laughs> I mean, everybody talks about how they have their party tricks. But for me, when people hear that I can sing, they're like, oh, really? And I pull up the karaoke version of the song and I start singing for them. And they are all so surprised. They're like, we had no idea that you could sing like that. And I'm like, well, it's because I don't usually go around singing all the time, but if you give me the time of day to sing for you, I'll do it any time of the day. So Annika, tell me a little bit about how you got interested in, in doing public relations. Where did that come from? So going through high school, I could tell right off the bat that I was not going to be a math and science kid. I just, I always loved being in classes that involved more of the public speaking concepts, um, a lot of more writing. I was the kid that was like, give me a 10 page essay and I'll write it and I'll do all the sources and I don't care. Um, but I was like, throw me into a trade class and have me do sine and cosines and all that other stuff, derivatives. And I was lost. I was just, I could never grasp that. And um, my parents will tell you, all of my friends will tell you that for me growing up, I've always been a people person. I've always liked to be involved with people. I volunteer, I help out wherever I can. 
I'm always the first one to kind of jump up and speak in class or get a head start on assignments and things like that. So it just kind of made sense transitioning into college that my career path would kind of take me along those same lines and have me working directly with people and trying to, you know, do more of like the fun craftsmanship with the, the literary and the oral stuff behind the scenes, as opposed to, you know, calculating formulas and things like that. So with that in mind, my dad actually was the one that looked at me in the car one day and said, oh, you know, it's crazy. I've heard really good things about Quinnipiac and their public relations and communications programs. And sure enough, that brought me up to campus. And that was kind of the, the beginning of this entire story. And I, I loved the PR program and cherished every moment of it. Within PR, since you've been a student, uh, what have you done to gain experience? So the first thing that really comes to mind is just all of the classes and all of the coursework. I mean, the PR program right off the bat, uh, SDC 101, I took it with Dr. Vonk, who I love very dearly. And that class right away, I was doing an entire campaign project. I was creating a campaign, kind of um, petitioning for a brand to come to campus. And um, that right there kind of showed me what I was in for and what I could expect going into this profession. And I loved it. I was like, this is awesome. Doing an 80 page campaign sounds like a lot of work for anybody else. But for me, it was almost fun. I enjoyed what I was doing. Um, so then from there, obviously going through the rest of the classes, I was able to um, gain more experience by going out to Los Angeles for a semester. Um, I was part of the QU NLA program and I interned with um, a fashion and lifestyle agency out in West Hollywood called Coded PR. Ironically enough, my first ever internship experience took me all the way to the West Coast, but um, that was honestly one of the best experiences I could have asked for. I got to deal hands-on with pitch writing and press release type stuff and looking at social media feeds and kind of tracking all the coverage for the different um, clients that we represented. But what was also neat about that was the fact that I got to work hands-on with more of the social aspect with influencers. We had a bunch of influencers that would come in and take out stuff from the showroom to wear to red carpet events or to promote on their social media channels. And getting to, once again, work with that more personal aspect by being able to talk to other humans and work with them and talk about their lives and how they promote themselves online. That was really, really um, positive for my experience. And now what I'm doing going forward, I mean, I work directly with a bunch of social teams and um, influencer PR teams in my current position that I am in. And um, I credit that all to Code of PR and helping me kind of figure out exactly where I wanted to go and now taking all those skills and applying them again in this new job. So before we get too far away, tell us about the new job. That's with Klarna, correct? Yes, it is. So I am currently working with Klarna. It is basically a, a payment solution type of company where say you buy something for $200, but you either don't have enough money to pay for it right now, or you don't want to pay for it in full right on the spot. You can kind of chunk that payment into four equal installments. So you're basically only paying like 50 bucks every two weeks. So it's a very nice payment management type of thing. And being a college kid, that's also great for me because now working with the company, I have gotten to use Klarna more. And I'm looking at these purchases and things that I might want to get, whether it's for my dorm, for me to wear around campus. And I go, oh, well, it seems like a lot of money, but with Klarna, I can take that sum and kind of break it down into four equal payments instead. So it makes it a lot more financially manageable for me and any other person going through this. But yeah, right now I'm working with their co-marketing team, which um, basically consists of working with all the different integrated merchants to get them live on our website, to put them into social media posts, getting them into our emails, and then also kind of doing other stuff, whether it's pulling together um, 
larger um, deck presentations to put together during meetings, actually hopping on these calls and talking with the merchants one-on-one -on -one about kind of what they want to get out of the Klarna partnership, how we can work to promote them more and how we can guide them on promoting Klarna more on their channels. And it's really been a great time because for me, marketing was something that I wish I had touched on more during my undergrad. And my father is actually a very big marketing person. He works um, with a company called SheFit right now and does all their marketing. So it's great to see that I can kind of take experience from home and kind of take what I've heard my dad talking about for years and apply that with my PR knowledge and everything I've gained from Quinnipiac in the current moment now, which is great. This is an internship too with Klarna, correct? Yes, it is. It started off as a summer internship, but I was fortunate enough to receive an extension through the end of the 2020 year um, a few weeks ago. So I'm very excited about that. How do you balance an internship with taking classes? So I will not lie, it is definitely a bit challenging. However, I've always been a student that's been very driven. And I, if I see an opportunity that's very good, I don't want to pass up on it. So for me, especially looking at my grad school schedule, um, I'm really fortunate that this year, and particularly this semester, a lot of my classes um, are online and they're asynchronous. So I only have assignments that are due Thursdays and Sundays per se. So whenever I have a free moment in the day after my workday is done, during a lunch break, I can easily pop in, tackle those assignments that I need to do, work on them throughout the week so they don't kind of bunch up on me towards the end of those due dates. And um, that's really kind of helped make me manage this a lot better. Being in a house too is also great. I don't have to worry about um, being in a dorm setting. It's just me and a couple other girls here. So we all kind of have our own spaces to do work. And it's been great. I mean, it's so far has not proven to be a big challenge and everything's been really easy to manage. What do you feel like you're getting in your plus one year that you didn't get uh, in your undergraduate year? I think so far, at least the plus one has really given me a a much better sense of what I want to do going forward. I know a lot of the undergrad classes really focused on just different aspects of PR and didn't really necessarily ask you to focus on your career right away. Popping into STC 501 last fall, I basically was told, think about what you want to do for your thesis now. Like take that thought, kind of start to internalize it, picture where you want it to go. And then from there, now you're going to take all these courses that you can then apply to that original idea that you had. Because originally I thought that I wanted to go right into sports PR right after graduation. That still is definitely a dream down the line with me being a big New York Rangers fan. But um, right now, especially after that internship in California and the current job that I'm working, my whole mentality going into my grad year has shifted because I'm like, wouldn't it be interesting to do something around PR marketing and like the fashion lifestyle type angle of things, especially now during, you know, a pandemic that has completely changed the outlook of retail and other things for um, customers. So I think this plus one year has definitely given me a much more narrowed focus into my true career path, as opposed to just, here's a sprinkling of this aspect of PR. Here's a little bit of that. This is really giving me the chance to now take all of that and look at the the main goal overall. So from what I'm hearing from you, you're, you're leaning more towards fashion and lifestyle. Is that correct? As of right now, yes. I also um, am very much enjoying my time with this because of the opportunities that present themselves in New York City. I have always been a person that's kind of wanted to stay on the East Coast when it comes to work. And um, if I were to be in an office right now working, I would actually be very close to Midtown, New York, which is another one of the dreams to work in the big city, the Big Apple. So um, right now, at least the way it presents itself, I definitely see myself leaning more into this angle right now. And then also hoping that that turns into something bigger in New York City going forward. 
Okay. Quick New York Rangers trivia. Oh boy. Are you ready? <laughs> my dad, my dad's going to get so mad at me if I mess this up. So. <laughs> what was the last time they won the Stanley cup? What year? Oh, 1994. Okay. Who was the captain of the team? Mark Messier. And who did they defeat for the Stanley Cup? The Vancouver Canucks. Three for three. That's impressive. Yes. Oh, my dad's <laughs> going to be so proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready for some really hard New York Rangers trivia? This is where I, you might start to lose me. I'm ready to go, <laughs> but that that's like I'm taking that and I'm riding that high going into this. So we'll see how this goes. Before that, when did they win a Stanley Cup? Oh, 1940. Wow. Four for four. <laughs> That's pretty I know awesome. that because my father has always told me the stories about how, um, especially game seven against the Devils before they went to the Stanley Cup final, my father was freaking out. They were like so discouraged. They thought the Rangers were going to lose. They came back. And then my dad remembers barging in on my mom in the middle of the night and coming in like crying and going, they won, they're going to the Stanley Cup final because of Matteau's goal. And he tells you that story all the time. He can't watch that moment on TV without starting to shed a tear. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, on, on a more lighthearted Rangers question, is this the end for, for Lundqvist? This is a question that all of my friends have been asking me, especially now with the Rangers making that first playoff uh, play-in round and then losing really badly against the Hurricanes. I think based off of what's happened in the past couple of years with how Henrik has kind of been being played less, and especially now with the addition of um, new goalie phenom Igor Shesterkin, this kid's going to be a machine too. I'm so excited about him. I just think that it might make more sense if Henrik wants to – leave now and then I know there's been rumors about him wanting to go back and play with his brother over in Sweden um I just think that with all the young talent that the Rangers are currently grooming I just don't see him getting the true benefit of being a Rangers goaltender this upcoming year I just don't think they're going to play him as much because they want to start grooming these kids and giving them the contracts because that's that's the future Henrik only has a year left but these kids are going to be the ones that you're going to rely on for years to come so as much as it breaks my heart to say this, I do think that it might be a better choice for both the Rangers organization and Henrik in his own personal life to part ways, make it amicable. No one needs to get into any sort of messy scrap and he can go do his thing over in Sweden. And then sure enough, one day he will get a banner up in the Raptors at MSG. I'm not concerned about that, but I think, I think at this point in time, it makes sense for that split to happen. How did you become such a, 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 a literate and, <laughs> and, and passionate hockey fan like this? I mean, I really attribute it all to my dad. I mean, he got me into it <laughs> as a kid. And then as I started to think about going into sports as a profession, I, I realized, oh, I should probably start to really lean into this more and kind of look more analytically into things. And I follow a bunch of podcasts. I'm friends with a bunch of Rangers beat writers on Twitter. I talk to them all the time. It's just kind of become one of these things that's another aspect of my my life, my personality. I mean, everybody knows that. I mean, right now I'm sitting here in a, in a Rangers quarter zip. I mean, it's it's just a part of me. And when you're that passionate about something, I think that's what kind of takes you down the long run career-wise too, where if you go into a job interview and someone can see how passionate and already mentally minded you are about a certain topic, it's going to make you a more viable candidate because then you don't have to worry about hiring someone into a position and then having to have them learn the entire process and, or learn an entirely new sport. 
I mean, this is just something that I've carried with me forever and I hope to continue carrying with me, especially if they start making some Stanley Cup finals in the near future. That's all. So in 10 years, I expect you to be the head of communications for the Rangers. This is, this is what I'm getting out of this conversation. I mean, I would love nothing more. I would love to be there as soon as I can get myself there. But I think that for me right now, it makes more sense to lean into like the marketing and PR stuff that I'm doing right now, because then I can take those skills, especially the marketing stuff that I haven't touched on that much in my um, career yet, really fine tune that and then take that and potentially move somewhere else or come back to MSG and go, now I've got PR, but also like the marketing aspect with it too. And I feel like that could make me a better a package deal for something like that. All right. Give me a timeline. How, how many more years till the Rangers make the Stanley Cup final? With, oh my with the goodness. young talent. I think being a true realist and not just being the Rangers fan that I know everybody wants to be, I would say it's still going to be probably about another three years realistically until they become a true Stanley Cup contending team. Um, the additions of Panarin and now the first overall pick this year, which is also incredibly exciting. I haven't seen a first overall pick for the Rangers in my entire life. So that's great. Um, I think these are, these are the perfect little building blocks, but it's going to take all of them coming together, gelling, really learning how to play with each other, figuring out what lines work. That's what's going to be the true like keystone piece to getting them to become a Stanley Cup team. So I say realistically, not Stanley Cup winners, but Stanley Cup contenders, three, two to three years. Okay. That's the goal. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right. I really appreciate you joining us today on Uncommon Grounds. This has been great. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. That was Chris Rausch interviewing Annika Gustafson, a public relations graduate student. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by myself, Mike Bachman. Also, a big thank you to Heather Popovics for running our social media. And our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. And be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. If you have a story to share or something you want us to talk about, find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews Sheikha Shah, a 3 plus 1 graphic and interactive design student. And in a world that's shifting under our feet faster than any other era in a lifetime, information and media access are critical. So stay connected, my friends, and we'll catch you next time.